Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's season two. Yes, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We've been guys. gone for a while. Yeah, we had to take a break from yes. life. Absolutely. Not just <laughs> from life. We from shut it down. All of it. Right. Right. We got real ghosts. Right. Um, but we're back. 2021. Thank the Lord. We seen it. We, we made it. We made it out of 2020. And, and we're proud of you for making it too. I know that's right. Mm. We are all champions. We are the champions. My friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. because last year was like a joke. Right. I right. mean, it came with some stuff. I mean, it came with some good stuff. Yes. But it, growth was definitely It there. had to be had. Like, if you didn't grow last year. Did you even live in 2020? I'm, right. Were you here? Were you present? Because <laughs> you had to grow. Yes. You going to grow or you going to bust? One or the other. I don't know. Right. Hopefully y'all ain't out there busting. Mm-mm. We don't need that. Mm-mm. So what did you do with your break? You know, um, exactly what I said. I just shut off kind of from <laughs> everything. Uh, yeah. Out my own business. Spent time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we had spent a sweet way too little... much money on Christmas. You know, yes. Well, no, not way too much. I didn't do too bad. I prepared ahead of time. Look at you. Which I've never done before. But anxiety got me like, you need to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. And so I went in that direction. Like everybody got their Christmas gifts for the most part, like on time. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't have to like do, did I do any last minute shopping? I don't think so. That Which was, was all real nice. I did. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. Definitely the last minute shopping was my... Uh, my was the jam? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was my life, for real. Did you at least catch some sales or something? You know, I thought I did. But then I got up to the front and they said, up to 75% off. And I said, oh. oh. <laughs> so this was really only like 30% off? Maybe 15. Right. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this one's full price. <laughs> Right. No, but I did have an uh, awesome time with my family. My dad has been going through some things. He's been in the hospital for some of his struggles. Yeah. So, you know, just pray, praying that he was going to be okay and we were going to see him here for Christmas, which yeah. he was. Yes. Amen to that. Now he's going to rehab to help with the cardiac stuff because he had to have, he was an AFib and then. They did a whole procedure, and yeah. now we got to get his heart back to where it needs to be, so he can be a full functioning, you know, Citizen. mobility. Yeah, yeah, all of that. That's good, though. I know that was good news when you told me. I was really excited for you. I'm so happy. and for him, and hopefully he's like excited about mm-hmm. living life. You know, having a oh. second or third or fourth chance at life. Right. So. He's got a new lease for sure. But, you know, that kind of brings me to what we want to talk about for our very first episode of season two. Yeah. Um, which is like just realizing what the whole purpose of this life is, mm-hmm. you know, the gift that we've been given and um, what that means for those of us that are believers. Sure. Um, especially now that we're going into a new year, how that ties into who we are today who we want to become by the time we see 2022 if Mm -hmm. everything goes you know well 
Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Fingers crossed. Right. Praise to heaven. Lord. Absolutely. Right. Um, so today's episode, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the journey from being a believer to then being a follower mm-hmm. to then being a disciple. So, yeah. you know, what does that look like? What does that require of us? How does that really play out in, in who we are? In who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it's, it's important to have this conversation um, just because, And maybe I could just say American society, but maybe other societies too, but we don't live there. So we're not talking about that today. (laughs) Um, But it just seems, you know, for those of us that are really still trying to hang on to our faith, whether it is through, you know, how your parents, you know, raised you or whatever, like a lot of people will go into the believer phase Mm -hmm. and then just stop. Yeah. Right. So we've got, and if you've ever like, um, grew up in church or anything and even if you haven't like I feel like there's just some religious things that like everybody knows when it comes to like Christianity and one of those things is like the ABCs of Mm -hmm. becoming a Christian and you first have to accept Christ then you have to believe that he is Lord and believe that you're a sinner and that he died for your sins and then you have to confess your sins and those are your ABCs um and then it's like okay well, then what happens after that? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because a lot of people will accept, they'll believe, they'll confess, and then they fall off. Right. Like, right. short, like give it, what, six months to a year mm-hmm. or so. Like, everybody's like, hi-ho over the faith and, mm-hmm. you know, super zealous and everything else like that. And then, you know, life just happens and there isn't any... Maturity. Yeah, there isn't any maturity, but also it's it's kind of like a cycle because mm-hmm. disciples have to like and we'll talk about this like in a minute, but like the purpose of a disciple is to really train and show and teach people how to move into being a follower and then move into being a disciple. Yes. Right? But if it it might be actually that disciples are the ones that fall off. Hmm. Which then kind of stops this cycle from really being what it needs to be. There has been some falls from people that so many have been following and listening to, and you know, put them in a position that they maybe shouldn't have because they also are human. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, that's good for sure. I mean, I think it's. Each individual's responsibility. I mean, he gave us all free will, right? Sure, sure. So you're absolutely right with the ABCs of everything. Like we have to believe first. That's the first step. If you don't believe, then you obviously can't be a follower. Then you obviously won't ever, you know, be able to make it to that next step of discipleship because you need the Holy Spirit in order to be able to help, um, you know, convict you of the things that you keep falling victim to. Yeah. And um. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I it took me a while. Like I did, I learned the ABCs in vacation Bible school when I was like really, really young. But I didn't no, know dude. any right. right. <laughs> but I didn't know any of how what that leap was to go from a believer to a follower. Right. I even until after it had happened to me that I realized what had happened to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that came from just 
honestly the continuous pressing and crushing of the situation that just broke me to the point where I surrendered and didn't know what I was doing and gave what that thing was that was keeping me from moving into a follower, picking up my cross mm-hmm. and, you know, bearing it and following him. Like it took that continuous repeated mistake over and over again. And then I have me having that aha moment and be like, Oh, this is the sin that I need to put down. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't something that anybody like I didn't have a spiritual person that was feeding me. I literally, it was me and God, right. You know, in that moment. Right. And so that's why I wanted to have this conversation and, and many people will be able to reflect on if that has happened to them mm-hmm. or, you know, be able to have maybe that aha moment themselves to realize that, Hey, this thing, this circumstance that I keep facing over and over again, I keep making the same decision, which is the definition of insanity, Mm -hmm. expecting something different to Mm -hmm. happen. This is what I need to put down. Yeah. So yeah, that's what kind of starts that journey to being a follower, but there's something you have to do. Yeah. It's not, um, it's like, again, it's all free will. It's not something that, you know, God just completely does, you know, it gives you everything. He gives you the tools for sure. Right. But it's an action that you have to take. Oh, absolutely. I think when I, when I'm thinking about discipleship, so to speak, I'm more so like as disciples, like somebody, not all the time, but a lot of times there's somebody that's there that's helping to lead you to Mm -hmm. become a believer. Right. And so a lot of times what happens is like that person, or that group of people, that church, that congregation, whatever it is, like they bring you to the altar, they sit you down, you pray your prayer. Mm-hmm. And then that that wasn't your case. And I know that for right. sure. But, um, but that seems like the typical, you know, thing that people do. And then from there, it's like, they hug you, they give you a pamphlet, they take you on your way. And you like, like you- what am I supposed to do with this? Right. right. Like this doesn't make any sense. Now, So accountability in the sense of, okay, now let me ask you questions about your discovery. Like, what have you been dealing with? Mm -hmm. What have you been struggling with? Or, you know, um, what's happening in your past that you're still not delivered from? Like, these are the things that you can sit in your own space and figure these things out and open up your Bible on your own. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I mean, in that sense, I guess it just depends on how ritualistic you see this Mm -hmm. idea of being a believer is too, because in my head, I've always thought of it as like, without sounding weird, because people just start tripping when you say it, but it's like a relationship, like Mm -hmm. a romance, like a friendship, like a whatever. And when you first get, you know, you first like believe that they could be something for, you know, to you, for you, with you, whatever, you just want to know everything about them, Mm -hmm. right? So you on a manhunt to just try to figure out everything you can about them, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of figure out what makes them tick and, you know, what their characteristics, how, what their characteristics are, yeah. are, how you move with them, mm-hmm. like that type of stuff. Like, what's the purpose of you guys being together? Is there something greater or is it just for this moment? Like, you figure all these things out. So there's a zealousness, like an excitement there to want to know. Yeah. Right. And that's the file. That's, that's kind of where the following part, becoming the follower, um, really starts to, take suit 
mm-hmm. you know, like grab a hold in your heart, so to speak, because um, you want to know everything. Yeah. You want to know everything. So you're reading the word and you're, I mean, praying and, praying and yeah, and like fellowshipping with mm-hmm. other believers. And yeah, you start seeing patterns over and over again and, and realizing like this is the walk and yeah. this is, you know, you know, the direction that I should be taking my life. You have to make that conscious decision to mm-hmm. take that action. So definitely I can attest to the zealousness of chasing after God, you know, and mm-hmm. seeking his face constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the faith without the works is dead. So right. you have to do um, your own one-on-one time and get to know him specifically because yeah. you're like my relationship with you is completely different than your relationship with your daughter, than right. your relationship with your sure. husband, mm-hmm. than your relationship with any other friend that you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the personalized, like he made you specifically because he wanted you, right? You, there's nothing else like you. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to talk about that. in um, you know, one of our later episodes this season about, you know, your soul and how that makes you uniquely you. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so what, in your opinion, what does it take um, from moving from a believer to a follower? What steps, can, could you break that down? Do you have any advice for Steps? <laughs> yeah, or, you know, behaviors no, no, or anything? No, 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 yeah, I feel you. Actually, I was thinking about it before, like, just a second ago, because really it, it, it it kind of does boil down to perspective one, mm-hmm. like how you see the step that you just took to become a believer. Mm-hmm. If you just see it as a ritualistic thing, like yeah. I'm of my thirties, I'm of age. I should, I should know. I should be more serious about my faith. And I've literally heard people, mm-hmm. you know, say that in their stories before and no knock to that. Like if, if, you know, if life has led you down a crazy path and you like, I got to figure something out, then Absolutely. Like that's exact, you know, God calls people so many different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, let's not limit him, you know, by that. Um, However, understanding that he's not a ritualistic God, Mm -hmm. you have to, he went in pursuit, no matter how you got to the altar, so to speak, or got to believing in, in him. Like, I feel like he still was pursuing you. He was still chasing mm-hmm. after you. And so when you think of it like that, it's like, okay, somebody pursued me. Now I got to go find out why. Right. For what reason? Mm-hmm. And if you look at it like that, rather than, well, this is, you know, this is the religion of my forefathers and my <laughs> grandmother and da, 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 da. And, you know, because really that's how like, that's how like denominations and stuff start to me too. Yeah. It's like, this is, you know, this is what my mama did and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, I need to figure out. Why who, do you care about me? Why do you care about me so much? Right. Why did you, in whatever way you wanted to, why did you pursue me? And, and, and why am I choosing this? And if I don't have enough information, the following part is to understand that God, well, sorry, the thought process is to understand that, God did pursue you and you want to figure out why anybody pursues you. Why are you coming? You know, like, why are you coming for me in the most positive way? Like, why are you coming for me? And then you open this word and like in the most practical sense, like I've heard people say you do 10 minutes of prayer, 10 minutes in the word every single day and just see what happens. Journal, whatever. You know, I've heard all these like very practical things and it's just, that's not, 
ritualistic is to get you in the habit of trying to learn somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Friday night, date night with your boo. Yeah. Like you have to make that time because life happens. Mm-hmm. And so you want to, you like, okay, well, I just need like one-on-one time with you. Like this is how we continue to build our relationship, whatever phone calls at night, whatever it might be. It's kind of that same idea and that same premise it's like it's not a ritual it's just this is what I'm choosing to do to figure out how to know you better mm-hmm. it's the most valuable thing that you can give somebody is your time yes um, your time for sure your space um, yep. letting somebody in and so um I think you know for me not necessarily trying to say that it's like steps but it's the condition that you know, he's invited in it. First of all, you have to humble yourself. You have to realize that you even need him to begin yeah. with, which mm-hmm. is what you were talking about. Um, kind of off offline here, but we were talking about just, um, realizing that sin is sin to begin with and that you are a sinner and mm-hmm. like, man, I've been messing up. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to do this thing called life on my own. I've tried, I've, I've filled it with, you know, anything you can name, drugs, <laughs> alcohol, yeah. other people, whatever it could be. And it, nothing fills that void mm-hmm. because you're not reconciled with the almighty creator. Mm-hmm. So that's the point where, um, you have to make that choice to, you know, hundred percent believe that he is who he says he is, that he can do what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And, surrender whatever that thing is you know it could be one thing it could be many things whatever is causing that void that hole say i can't do it i need you to do it mm-hmm. and when he comes in and scoops you up the change that happens within you where you're just like wow i haven't been able to deal with this thing myself mm-hmm. that in and of itself causes that zealousness yeah. in you for sure. you to be like i need to chase after this i need yeah. to realize you know, who you are, why you care about me so mm-hmm. much, and then give them that valuable time. So. Yeah. So, like, as you were talking, one of the things I was really thinking about was how, like, as we are learning to be followers of Christ and what that looks like and stuff, the more that we learn about him, know him, embrace him, embrace ourselves, um, we learn that there is a standard of living and I think that is that's a, that's really important to just um, the idea of being a follower versus a believer. Mm-hmm. Like believers don't necessarily have to uphold a standard other than believing. Right. Right. But followers, it means that it's like how do I say this? Like. Um, I mean, it means you have a leader who has a standard, who has like a motto, a mantra, mm-hmm. a, you know, like all the things, whether it's like Hitler or Christ, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I know that's extreme, right. but they, you know, but that man had a mantra too. Right. You know, he had a mantra, he had, he had a standard, he had an agenda, he had all the things, he had, he had um, text that people followed for Nazism. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and of course, this is not the same thing because he does not have a Holy Spirit. So yes. that in and of itself, he ain't die for none of my sins. Right. So period, point blank. But if we were making that type of like 
parallel for what <clears throat> um, what it looks like to be a follower um, of something, of something. yeah, of anything. There is a standard of living, and our standard of living which seems like such a foreign concept right now is holiness mm. and what it looks like and it's and 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 you know how it's shaped and we're supposed to be based on this level of holiness um, or based on the standard that Christ has set for us and within that just understanding other things that may not ever be attainable but we're still reaching for it yeah. like you know if we were going back to like the Nazi side of things like if you know, if he had like a second or third in command or if he had a follower, these people were aspiring to do, be, say everything. Mm -hmm. Would there have been another Hitler exactly, exactly, exactly like him? No, probably not. For however, that Satan wired him or whatever, he let Satan do what he did with him. There may not be another like mm -hmm. him. In the same way, Christ is perfection. There won't be another mm -hmm. like him as far as holiness goes, but it doesn't mean that we should not shoot for the standard. Yeah. If it's the best, if it's the most loving, if it's the most kind, you know, generous, all the things that he is, yeah. while, you know, why would we not shoot for that? That's what followers do. And so that's what you kind of like learn to aspire to be like mm -hmm. as you're going through. And the more that that, become second nature for you like that character and trying to take on that character as a follower and like learning the more you are putting yourself in a position to then be a disciple which yes. in essence is just is a leader not christ mm -hmm. but they are a leader yeah you know so at least of that faith and that you know sect and stuff like that yeah. so i don't know why I, is it important why this, is it what for, for like to tie it into scripture, there's um, I think it's Matthew seven where Jesus is just kind of describing that not everybody who says Lord Lord who is a believer will he let into the kingdom of heaven like that. You know what I mean? He's just mm -hmm. he's be like you know I I never knew you because right. you didn't have a relationship with me. You yeah. didn't follow me. You didn't do anything I told you to do. Mm -hmm. Even it even says in the Bible that even the demons believe in James chapter two, uh, verse 19, I believe Yeah. where he's saying, you know, not even the demons believe that Jesus was God's son. Yeah. Believing is not enough. Again, faith without works is not enough. So you, and it's so weird. It's so messed up that, that especially like a lot of like big mega churches, we see mega churches being like thrown into the media right now, mm -hmm. but like that, that is what, and I might be at fault for this. I don't know. I don't I don't know that I remember, but if I do, then Lord, you know, search my heart and convict me from this. But like from just saying, you know, it's easy. I'll always tell you, you know, but why not God? Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like if I'm talking to somebody, I'll be like, But why not? When mm -hmm. you know, but the truth of the matter is, like, it's more than just all you gotta do is believe and then you'll you'll right. go to heaven. Like I don't it's it is more than that. Yeah, like sure. it legitimately is, but the gospel maybe and the faith has probably been almost trivialized down to Water simply down. believing. Yeah, and that's enough. You just got to believe that Jesus, right? No, like you hear that junk all the time, right? 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 And he, 
like he tells you to pick up your cross and follow and follow me right so <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game right that's not this clearly wasn't an easy task for him to carry that big behind cross all the way up to uh-huh. Galgotha. so like why do we think it's going to be just an easy simple journey it's just enough just a belief and the stories that are in the bible have very little to do with the believing in the New Testament, during maybe during the times of like miracles and stuff like that, to get the masses to believe, but really and truly, people had to be obedient. Mm. They had to listen. Walk. They had to walk. Like, yeah, it wasn't just like I believe you, Lord. It yeah. was like I have to believe. Like Mo- we were just talking like the last thing when we were talking about um, Moses and. Um, what Moses and Aaron? It wasn't just no, not Aaron. What's his child's name? Joseph. No, what is his child's Joshua. name? Oh, the Moses. One that got, not Moses. Oh, Abraham. Abraham. I was Thank like you. Isaac. I was like, <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> Isaac, but I was like, that's not his child either. Yeah, but when we were talking about Abraham and Isaac, and like that was before grace and before mm-hmm. you know all these other things, and yes, he believed, but he had to do more than that, yeah. and and the cost was high. Yep. Really, yeah. but his obedience was also awesome, and it was great and beyond mm-hmm. things that most of us could probably even fathom. And and that goes to faith. Too. I mean, like you have to have faith. This is possible without faith. Oh, for sure. For instance, yeah. like Abraham, like we were just talking, he had to leave everything he knew right. behind. Yeah, he still took Lot, which ended up not being the best choice, obviously, because no, that's what it got. That's what God told him not right. to do. But anyway, you know, um, and that happened over and over. And over. That, that pattern repeated like Noah. It had never rained before. And homie had to build a boat right. and telling everybody it was going to rain. And they're like, Looking like a fool. What are you talking about? You're right. Like, go away. <laughs> right. You know, so um, whenever Moses had to, to part the water for everybody to, you know, walk across, God told him, Put your staff in the water. Yep. He didn't tell him what was going to happen. Yep. He didn't tell him anything. He just told him what to do. And you have to be obedient to see the fruit of what God is doing. Yeah. So it, it could be it's likely, very likely going to be the hardest thing that you've ever had to do. Yeah. But God works everything out for your good mm-hmm. and for the good that those you know believe and follow him. Yeah. So that's what you have to have the faith in that God is good, that he will fulfill his promises, that he began a good work in you and he's going to continue to do so. Mm-hmm. And that then like faith doesn't just happen like a light switch. Right. It's, it's a, it grows, you know, you have, you start with you know, small faith, little faith, as they say, and it gets great faith. Then to the point where you're like, I don't even have to worry about it. I just, yeah. you know, I know God's got this, so I'm, yeah. I'm just going to put it in His hands. Mm-hmm. But that takes, you know, a long time to build up to. I don't want to say necessarily time has anything to do with it. It takes a lot of challenges that you face, though, mm-hmm. trials and tribulations that you face in order for that to come to fruition. So it's like if you wanted to relate it to working out. When you first start working out, like you're like, I can't lift this. This is too heavy. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I could do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're gonna be sore. You're gonna like struggle with this thing. Yeah. But as you begin to build your muscles up, you you know are able to carry more and more and lift more and more 
And then other people want to know, what are you doing? Like, right. you look so good. Like, how did you get there? And like, then it's now your turn to grow another person, which mm. is where the discipleship comes in, which is the next phase after a follower. Yeah. So. Which is also interesting too, because, which I didn't really think about that, but if you, as you're going about, mm, that's good too. That that just took me back somewhere else. I was like, <laughs> mm, somebody else need to hear about that. But it is the idea. No, because okay. So let me let me give you background. Let me tell you one thing. I can't stand. I don't like it when people who are ill-equipped try try to lead other people to the Lord. Mm. And what I mean by ill-equipped is not how many verses you know this, that, and the other. Um, there was a point where I was um, at a church. For many years, actually, it's the church that Luke and I met at, and there was a. Um, it's so much stuff happening right now with this, but there was a school of ministry that um, students would come and be a part of. If they could take it like during their gap year, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if they didn't want to go to college automatically, or didn't know what to do, or were in a bad way, you know, spiritually, or just in their life, or you know, whatever. So they would come to this, not really sure what they were getting into all the time. But it's like, as soon as they came in, they were thrown into places of leadership that they had zero business. Mm -hmm. It's like, they got saved the the night before, and then they trying to lead me somewhere the day after. And I was like, Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. Blind leading the blind is never good. Like, it didn't work. I was like, I don't know how. Well, there were many reasons why that role was reversed, and none of those reasons were necessarily of God. But in hindsight, one of the things that I'm, I'm thinking when you said that is, you know, you're ready to be in a place of discipleship when, I don't want to say when your faith is great, but when. The fruits are ready. the fruits are seen, mm-hmm. like they're evident. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you can't always like if you've never consistently experienced the faithfulness of God, and and with that, I'm also saying that does not mean that there is always good news on the other side mm-hmm. of that faithfulness, because that's where this whole like lofty idea of Christian faith comes into play. Like everybody's like. You know, you hear, we hear all the time and we say it all the time, like, God is going to work everything together for your good. That don't necessarily mean it's going to be the most positive outcome for what you, you wanted, what yeah. you and your expectation, but it is going to be whatever it was supposed to be in the will of God. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes that's sacrifice. Right. Like Jesus himself. Sometimes nobody you, would want that right journey. I like, want to die for you all. Are you kidding? Right, me? right. and <laughs> and that just like being fun. beaten to death. Right, you know what I mean. Hung and all that stuff. But that sacrificial love is what he teaches us. So sometimes it's going to be to your detriment, and nobody wants to hear that because of prosperity gospel and like everything's yes. supposed to be good, yeah. warm, and fuzzy. Right, and it's like. It isn't you don't understand like that. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the bigger purpose, mm-hmm. the bigger story. None of us do. No, like literally, none of us do. And so, you know, to to work things out, turn beauty or turn ashes into beauty, and all mm-hmm. these other things, all that stuff, it might be seen in your lifetime. It might be seen in your life. It might not. It might be seen in my child's life. Right. Some of the things that you know that I 
deal with or toil with or, you know, pray for or whatever. What what if I don't see it on the side of eternity? It doesn't mean that God is any less good or, you know, that his intentions for my life were not the best. His intentions for my life were exactly whatever his intentions for my life were. His will is greater. His will is greater. And we do not understand. We don't look back into generations to see. We don't know anything ahead to be able to see. And so, but anyway, going back to what I was saying, I like, as far as the discipleship thing, yes, I think that you know that you're ready to be a disciple from a follower when the fruits are evident. When even in the moments that you feel like your faith is weak, you can look back and see and recognize and be able to tell the constant times to where your faith was strong and that God like pulled you through certain Mm -hmm. situations. Um, And And it may not be like you're, uh, I guess sometimes the way that you handle pain, the way that you handle struggle, the way that you can handle whatever that thing is that you're dealing with your life can be a discipleship for somebody. It can disciple to somebody Mm -hmm. else. So it's not like a definitive moment so much to mean that it is um, just like your faith budding in a way that they can see that. Yes. It's your life. Like in that point, it's like everything about everything you took in as a follower it's just emitted mm-hmm. in your life, in your decisions, or even in how you bounce back from when you make mistakes. Yeah. Or every like like you said, like everything. And I don't think it has to be even a very official like, no, I've graduated to decide. Right. <laughs> like clearly, no. Like it's just when you feel confident enough so much in your faith and trust, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Confident enough in your faith and trust in Christ um, and you know how he's displayed himself in your life and how mm. you've seen yourself change and become this like new creature that it just comes out of your pores yeah. like you can't help it you can't stop talking about it you, you can't, can't stop trying yeah, to follow it's, it you it's life right it's literally just like this me every single day right and you know sorry if you don't like it I'll pray for you anyway yeah. but at the same time like I have a journey that I have to, you know, be on and you're welcome to join me or, you know, you can stay where you're at. Complacency and idle hands. We know what the devil does with that. So, you know, (laughs) but I think it's it's important that being a believer, like to point out that being a believer and being a follower is more for you. But then being a disciple is for for others. Yes. So. Um, there's very distinct moments where you may teeter totter between follower and disciple too, because you may still be trying to learn this situation mm-hmm. um, that you can't necessarily teach anybody else about because you're still struggling with it. Well, and like be like being a leader, like once you know you're in a place of leadership, even though you're still a follower, it like forces you into a new level of like responsibility yeah. with your faith too. So it's like you're still a follower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you've like graduated a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, we're responsible for our knowledge. Like, yes, that's, that's and then you become responsible for yeah. the knowledge of other people. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Well, in essence. You know. So all of them like. Te- 
you know, within reason and like balance and stuff. Like I think all of them, there's like that thin line between yeah. each, you know, kind of like level or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. What were you gonna say? I don't even remember. Okay. I don't know what I was gonna say. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do we need to say anything else? I don't think so. I think it's just like very important for whoever is listening for you guys to really understand that um, there's, you know, seasons where you're supposed to be here in these different phases, Mm -hmm. but that's not, like, it's not just believe and you're good, you know, you definitely need to put in the work, um, try to figure out who he is, uh, why he loves you, what he did, really, truly, the only way to know what someone else has been through is to experience it in some form or fashion yourself, and that is truly to you know, deny the things that are not of him. Yeah. You know, I would encourage you to pray for him to reveal those things to you because, yeah. you know, sometimes we can be clouded in judgment for the things of this world. Yeah. Um, but in so doing, he will absolutely reveal himself to you and his will for your life. And, you know, uh, as you continue to seek him, you will find. Yeah. So. And the deeper in you go, the harder it is to, like a gang, the deeper in you go, the harder it is to get out. Like if you, because your heart is attached to it, your soul, your being, you know what I'm saying? Like just as a believer, honestly, that's an easy out. Right. It's an easy out. But once you've invested into something or like a marriage, let's take gang out of it. Let's. <laughs> gang sound. I ain't never joined no gang. So I ain't no. I know. I've been talking about everybody. Just, I don't know. I'm feeling real thuggy these days. Right. Um. No, but I mean, yeah, like a marriage. Like the deeper in you go, I can be like, oh, I think they're cute. I go on a date or so, and then you know, just let that be that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, now I know he's he's kind or he's gentle or, you know, whatever, or, you know, he's got mommy issues or, you know, whatever it is, whatever the thing is, I, I now know, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm partially responsible for figuring out what am I going to do with this? Like, and so the deeper in you get, the more vested in you are, Mm -hmm. um, the more you start seeing somebody for who they are, their character, all that other stuff. And then, you know, and then after a while you're full blown, yeah, you know, you 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 learn each other. You feed off of each other. You learn, you know. Um, it becomes harder and harder to backslide. Yeah, it becomes harder and harder to stumble. You know, it may be you dealing with something new because, you know, he's always working something out of you. Like, yeah, you're not for sure. You're not ever going to be the, yeah the perfect you know Christ-like one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you know. It's easier to recognize things in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just so... And the enemy. Yeah. You know, and how he uses different things. You're like, I've yeah. seen this before. I'm right. staying away from that. You know? Yeah. So. It's true. But you have to press in. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. it. Like, you have to you have to grow that relationship. So maybe, like, probably one of the reasons we just felt like it was important to talk about is just because we are in a new year. Yeah. You know, this 2020 kicked some people's butts and taught us a lot of things and 
you know, all this other stuff. And 2021, like, yes, it's a new year, but we still got the same stuff. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. there's a lot of the same things that are still happening. We're Just hoping for better. Put on yeah. That. So you got to get ready to <laughs> right. rest a little bit and more. We need to amp up. We need believers to start moving into their followership and yeah. so that they can also be disciples because there's a time where the world I mean this has been the time but this is definitely a time where the world needs more followers and more believers more than ever yeah I mean sorry not more believers more followers more disciples um it takes to gain to believers be, yes to gain and more believers and keep the cycle moving mm-hmm. yeah um, we are, I'll be honest, like statistically, we like losing people by the droves. Well, like for real, like yes and no and yes and yes and yes. <laughs> We're losing people by the droves in yeah. the faith. And that's because um, there's not enough followers and disciples that yeah. are actually doing the work. So yeah. then there's this new age thing. There's this new thing over here. And, you know, all the people other- aren't investing in their relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. And so, so it's easy to be deceived, right? Because you don't have that, or you tell your own moment. narrative to something that there's clearly a narrative for, mm. which a lot of people have been doing too. That's the enemy's greatest tactic. To yeah, think that there's many roads and there's only one narrow gate. It's only one, one, one guy. Yep, he's a good dude. You don't know why people tripping off him. <laughs> good dude. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, happy 2021, everybody. And we hope that you guys have um, a good week. Yeah. Um, we hope that something that we were kind of discussing, you know, will heal your soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still doing, you know, interviews and talking about purpose. This is definitely a purpose conversation. I mean, yeah. you know, we can't move into any of the purpose things, honestly, until so we, we know what that is. Right. Until we know who he is mm-hmm. and why. It is his purpose. So for <laughs> us, so um, yeah, it's still the same topic, um, but we really want to just kind of talk about some stuff that's been on our hearts and meet some fun and interesting people along the way this season. Yeah, and we just hope that you guys will join us and tell all your friends. Yes, message us, share, like, follow us on all social media, yes. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, His Purpose Podcast. Boom. Boom. Um, but I think you know. We're going to just go ahead and close in prayer, and we will meet you back here on the following Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday's a new day, too. So oh, yeah. Be sure to check um, Tuesdays, not Thursdays. No. Uh, yeah, for our newest and latest episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'll pray us out. Please do. All right. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You, your word says we're two or more shall gather. You will be there also. So we appreciate all of your listeners here that came to, to get a little bit of the nuggets that we had to share. We hope that your message that was delivered through us touched other people. We hope yeah. that there is more believers that become aware of your presence and they progress into followers that they turn into disciples that during this season and this time that we just multiply as the church and we're able to deliver those from all the things that the enemy has distracted us with dear lord we ask that as we move through 2021 we're able to become the greatest versions of you that we can while we're in this sin skin and in this flesh mm-hmm. dear lord we thank you for all that you have done for us in the past the present and what is to come 
It's in Jesus' name that I pray to you forevermore. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Bye.